Welcome to Con Café for the 12th day of September, Year of Our Lord, 2023. We're looking at Romans chapter 14, the first 12 verses of this epistle. In a devotional we're calling Strong or Weak. Probably one you've heard before. If not, you're in for a treat. I pray it bring a blessing to you. And I pray it make you a blessing. God needs us to be blessings to so many people. You ready to get into God's Word? I am. Verse 1. Welcome with open arms, fellow believers, who don't see things the way you do. And don't jump all over them every time they do or say something you don't agree with, even when it seems that they're strong in opinions but weak in the faith department. Remember, they have their own history to deal with. Treat them gently. For instance, a person who has been around for a while might be well convinced that he can eat anything on the table while another with a different background might assume all Christians should be vegetarians and eat accordingly. But since both are guests at Christ's table, wouldn't it be terribly rude if they fell to criticizing what the other ate or didn't eat? God, after all, invited them both to the table. Do you have any business crossing people off the guest list <laughs> or interfering with God's welcome? If there are corrections to be made or manners to be learned, God can handle that without your help. Or say one person thinks that some days should be set aside as holy and another thinks that each day is pretty much like any other. There are good reasons either way, so each person is free to follow the convictions of conscience. What's important in all this is that you keep a holy day. Keep it for God's sake. If you eat meat, eat it to the glory of God. And thank God for prime rib. If you're a vegetarian, eat vegetables to the glory of God. And thank God for broccoli. None of us are permitted to insist on our own way. In these matters, it's God who we are answerable to. All the way from life's death and everything in between. Not each other. That's why Jesus lived and died and then lived again. So that he could be our master across the entire range of life and death. And free us from the petty tyrannies of each other. So where does that leave you when you criticize a brother? And where does that leave you when you condescend to a sister? I'd say it leaves you looking pretty silly, or worse. Eventually, we're all going to end up kneeling side by side in the place of judgment facing God. Your critical and condescending ways aren't going to prove your position there one bit. Read it for yourself in Scripture. As I live and breathe, God says, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will tell the honest truth that I, and only I, am God. So tend to your knitting. You've got your hands full just taking care of your own life before God. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. We say, gracias a Dios. Thanks be to God. Now, if you're wondering, has there ever been a peaceable time for Christian believers throughout history? Has there been? The answer would be a simple and safe no. <laughs> Two or more people who gather to worship may soon, if left to themselves, will soon find out if there's difference, any difference between them, and they're going to harp about it, maybe even argue about it. If you remember my devotional based on weird hymns a few days back, a friend and colleague of mine shared with me a story from early in his ministry. He was assigned to a small church. He had selected a hymn 
And when it came time for the hymn, the church got strangely quiet. When finally the organist said, just loud enough for everyone to hear, that song is not in the organ. He writes, I looked at her and by the grace of God made the correct decision to not make a big deal of this. Smiled and said, well then, why don't you pick one that for, for us that is in the organ? And he writes, we got along fine after that. Now, the time for the Apostle Paul, when he's writing this, were no different, except maybe a bit more serious and lethal. The problem for some Christians in Rome was that a lot of the meat markets in the capital city would buy their meat after it had been sacrificed earlier to idols and false gods. Some believers said they would not eat meat if it was first up, offered up in that way. Still others would say meat is meat. And being a carnivore, I'm eating meat. It matters not to me where it was first. And that became a problem big enough for Paul to address it. He basically said, look, when it comes to eating, welcome all people, regardless of their attitudes or opinions. Not everyone will agree with you, and don't go jumping on those who don't agree with you. Some will seem strong in their opinions, but weak in their faith. Paul says, take time to fully understand the other person because we usually don't know their history. Paul says, all, all, you and me, are visitors at Christ's table and must treat each other as guests because we have all been invited by the Lord himself to join him at his table. And who do we think we are to begin crossing people off the guest list? or trying to run interference on God's welcome. God is capable of handling, handling his own business. Now, these believers even quarreled about which days were truly holy. Yes, even today, some say Saturday is the real Sabbath, others Sunday, and we have so many different churches because of division and disagreements. Paul says, follow your own conscience, but please hold the day sacred for God's sake at least once a week. And if you eat meat, do it for the honor and glory to God. Even eat prime rib, and thank God for prime rib. If you're a vegetarian, eat vegetables to the glory of God, and thank God for broccoli. We should respect each other and not insist on our own way. We're to answer only to God from the cradle to the grave. After all, Paul asks, where does conflict truly leave, leave us? We're all headed to the same judgment. Maybe kneeling next to each other, each of us facing God. Our criticism does not help our situation. God asserts in his word, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will tell the honest truth that I, and only I, am God. We must tend to our knitting, Paul says, because we've got our hands full just taking care of our own life before God. Now, Paul's message, dear brother, dear sister, in this passage encourages us to foster an environment of acceptance and love within the faith community. Paul reminds us that unity in Christ is not dependent on uniformity of beliefs and practices, but on our shared commitment to honor and serve God. As we seek to live out our faith, may we do so with humility, grace, and love for one another, knowing that we are all accountable to our loving and merciful God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the reminder that we are all guests at Christ's table. Welcome by your grace and that our differences should not divide us, 
but rather draw us closer together in love. Help us, O Lord, to extend the same grace and acceptance to one another that you have been that you have shown to us. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Dear friend, thank you for tuning in. I pray this has brought a blessing to you. If it has, please pass it on to someone else. Please subscribe on this platform or hit the like button or the follow button, whatever is there. Hit all the buttons to make people aware that there's a message out there for them that tells them how important they are and how special they can be to bless God and bless one another. I pray you have a great blessed day in the Lord. Here's your call to action. Love one another. Love one another. Receive my blessings of peace and love. I'm Pastor Adi Wadabedele. Please hear this. I love you. I thank God for you. You're here for a purpose. Your life is wonderful. Yes, we go through ups and downs, but through it all, God is with us. So hang in there. I love you. May the Lord bless you and keep you now and always. Amen.